This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, we're on chapter 6. We're on chapter 6, Perik Vav of Nefesh HaChayim. And he gives an analogy over here of the body and the soul. This analogy, don't take it literally, that the body and the soul are connected. How is the body and the soul connected? Interesting thought. It's connected through the food we eat. What does that mean? It means if we don't eat food, what's going to happen to us? We're going to die. If we die, the body and soul separate. So what connects the body and the soul together is the nourishment we have. It's amazing. Think about it. The body, the body and soul are kept together by the food we eat. We don't really realize that. We don't really figure it out. It's a very, very profound idea. When you eat, you're keeping your body and your soul together. Normally think, you know, I'm staying alive. It's not just staying alive. How are you staying alive? I'm staying alive because my body and soul are connected. So when I'm eating, I'm connecting my body and soul. Psh, this is amazing, isn't it? Amazing insight. People don't think about the body and the soul. I'm staying alive. What you, what's staying alive? What does it mean, stay alive? And the answer is, staying alive means the body and soul. So this is our secular society has lost the concept of soul. It's a soulless society. We're living in a soulless society. And therefore, it's very important to remember that when you're eating or drinking... What are you doing? You are reconnecting your body and soul. You're giving them the, the energy to continue to, to stay together. So now he takes that analogy to the spiritual worlds. Think about it. So we said before, Hashem is the soul of the world. Imagine, Hashem is the soul of the world. On a higher level, Hashem is the soul of the world. What is the body of the world? The universe is the body of the world. What connects the soul to the body? Food. What is the spiritual food? That connects the soul to the body, right? So let's just go back. What's the analogy? The analogy is physical food connects our souls to our body. It keeps our soul connected to our body because it keeps alive. The body of the universe is the physical universe. The body, the soul of the universe is Hashem. What keeps the two connected is the food that connects them. What food connects them? And the answer is, he says, Torah, Mitzvot, Tefillah, Teshuvah. The food that connects the spiritual food that connects the two is what we're doing. Tefillah, the Shiva, Torah, and Torah, and Tefillah. Four things we keep saying. Torah, the Shiva, Tefillah, and Sedaka, or whatever. We have to do all the myths what we do, the mitzvah. All the bits we do, connecting the spiritual and the physical world. It was, that's the spiritual food to connect the spiritual world. Amazing, amazing concept, amazing concept. So I just want to read it to you. Our, our actions increase blessings in the higher worlds. That's what we talked about this, the idea of a bracha. Bracha is, we're asking Hashem to bless the world. You're the source of blessing and you're the source of all the blessings in the world. You're going to increase. Baruch Hashem, increase this, the blessings in the world. So, when we do mitzvah, we are, our physical body and our spiritual soul are held together by the food and drink we eat. Without nourishment, the soul leaves the body. The same is true for the mystical bond between God and the universe. It's Hashem's will, this bond be kept intact by the spiritual food of Torah study, the observance of mitzvot, and the prayers of Yisrael, the chosen people, and teshuvah. Without those things, Hashem will break away from this world. This world will not exist. In other words, if Hashem breaks away from the world, just like the soul breaks away from the body, the soul, the body dies, so too, if Hashem breaks away from this world, the world dies. So we have to, 
We are providing the spiritual energy for the world. That's what it says. If the world, there's not one person learning to run the world, the world will be destroyed. Mm. Why? There has to be some spiritual energy. The spiritual food that connects Hashem to this world has come from us. It starts all the way back to Adam Rishon. Mm. It says it never rained until Adam Ayin Badama. There was no man in the world for it to rain. What do you mean no man to rain? So Rashi says because there's no one to pray. Without the prayers, there'd be no rain. If there's no rain, there's no world. Nothing grows. No world. World dead. The world is dead. So man has to be. We are. That's our job. Our function is when we study Torah, we do mitzvot, we pray, we do teshuvah. We are making the world exist. We are connecting Hashem to the world. Amazing idea. We can connect Hashem to the world by our mitzvot. Now on the other side, person does averot, harmful. It's harmful. It's eating damaging foods. Person eats poison. Damaging foods. So just like when a person eats poisoning, they're they're separating the soul from the world. So too, when a person does amirot, they're separating God's world, God's creator, God's God from the creation. Wow. God and the creation are separating. I asked this before, so I'm going to ask it again. So, like, how? See, but I forgot. I think I forgot the answer. So how? So when you do? So by by accident. Let's say they say it's kosher and they lied, and it's not kosher. You're on a flight, and you ask for kosher, and it says kosher. It's not kosher. Listen, you think everything. If you're is relying lying. on someone reliable, you're not responsible. Very simple. And so, if if I go to your house and you tell me everything's kosher, and you're a reliable person, you you keep all right, the mitzvot. Right, right. I rely on you. If the mashkiach in the store makes a mistake, he says it's kosher, and it's not yeah. kosher. He didn't check for bugs, and he said it's kosher. He put a stamp on it. It's kosher. All the rabbis signed on it. It's kosher. It's not my fault. I relied on them. I'm yeah. allowed to rely. Oh, uh, okay. However, there's still a damage. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The spiritual damage. You didn't do it. Right. But you can't help it. So, how long does it take? Okay, very good. Very good question. Very good. Excellent question. And this is really law of kashrut. We talked about at one time. We said, whatever you eat affects Mm. who you are. Mm -hmm. It affects the cells in your body. Because all that that non-kosher food is now changing into your cells, your body, your cells. So until all the cells are changed... Those cells die, new cells come. It's still part of you. Mm-hmm. Until that happens, it's still part of you. But the spiritual side we can fix by doing teshuva. Because mm. so teshuva reconnect themselves. But sometimes you can't reconnect because your soul has imbibed that, what's called timtuma lev. There's a tumor inside your head. It affects your brain. It affects wow. your, the way you think. The food we eat affects the way we think. So a person who eats wholesome food will think properly kosher wholesome food mm-hmm. think properly person doesn't eat kosher food already starts having doubts is there a God or the mitzvah from God mm-hmm. not mitzvah from God they start having all these questions mm-hmm. so these questions come from the food we eat we don't realize mm-hmm. the, the, the questions come from the food we eat okay so we have to by uh, giving the, the system what we're doing is we're feeding into the system what is the system the system is a soul and the body by eating, we are connecting the two. So mm-hmm. too, in the spiritual world, we are feeding the system. When we do mitzvah, we learn Torah, we are feeding the system and connecting Hashem to the world. Mm. Hashem, we're connecting Hashem to the world. So when a person does bad uh, sin, a person is feeding bad food to the body. Mm-hmm. What happens if you feed bad food to the body? The body gets sick. The person eats poison, but he's going to die. Just like bad food saps the body's strength, causes sickness, so too in the upper worlds, our bad deeds are translated to bad energies, and the bad energies make the world sick. And how are those worlds cured? When we get sick. So we're going to talk about that. It's amazing. It's an amazing concept. It's a wild concept over here. What we do 
has tremendous effects on the world above, and then it comes back to haunt us. Okay. Shameful deeds bring about a spiritual defect, ruin the deficiency in the higher worlds, because Hashem breaks his bonds with the worlds which are damaged. There's no spiritual connection, just his lead. The body and the soul are connected by what we eat. If you eat good food, the body and soul are connected well. You don't get sick. A person doesn't eat good food, they eat bad food, the body and the soul come apart a little bit. That's sickness. Sickness is a sign the body and the soul are not connected 100%. Look at that. Sickness is a sign. A person is sick, it's a sign the body and the soul are not connected properly. The, 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 the connection is missing something. It's like a loose connection, something electrical. Yeah, but so There's electric, something electric. Imagine your flashlight is not coming on. Why? There's a loose connection. You gotta fix it. Yeah, but there's some. Now you're just talking about uh, kashrut. I'm not talking, I'm talking about food. No, I'm talking about. Oh, general. you're just talking about. No, food. Okay. I'm taking the analogy from this idea of being healthy. How do you stay healthy? You eat good food. Oh, you eat good. But well, kosher good food. Well, one second. There's the physical health or there's spiritual health. Well, physical healthy is food. Good food. Uh, See many non-Jews who don't keep kosher. They're walking around healthy, physically healthy. Yeah, it's a shell. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the spiritual health as well. Yeah. You want to keep your body and your soul healthy. Mm. Same thing applies in the worlds above. We provide the energy for the worlds above. How do you provide the energy in the worlds above? By doing mitzvot, tefillah, zakah, Torah. What do we all do mitzvot? So that's how we connect the worlds to Hashem. When we don't connect the worlds to Hashem by doing bad deeds, things come apart. And what happens? Until the sinner receives the punishment. Wow. Then the worlds come together again because he caused the troubles. He broke worlds above, he's going to be broken. And then the worlds are fixed. We're going to talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that. What does that mean? Why? When a person is sick, what does that mean? It means his world is coming apart. His yeah. body and his soul are not stuck together properly. Yeah. It's coming apart. It could, be, it could be like physically sick or it could be mentally sick. Both. Right? Both. So what happens if you know a friend? Because the mental, the, the soul is in the head. Right. So the first right. thing that goes is the brain. Right. So what happens if you're the you're the whoever's in here is the night is is helping a friend? Okay. Friend mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. Is, Chesed. Chesed. It, but yeah, but hold it. But if the friend, re, the the receiver, or the receivee is stubborn, is proud. Nothing you do. You got to pray. That's it. Pray. Okay. Hashem should change them. So, so, that, so, so the focus is Hashem then. So then, yeah. The question now is, what is punishment? Is there such a thing as punishment? Mm. So it depends how you... It's like, for example, I don't call it punishment. When your child misbehaves, you don't, you don't punish the child. Mm-hmm. Today, punishment is like... It's not PC. You don't see punishment anymore. What do we sell our children? Consequences. Mm-hmm. There's consequences. If you do this, the consequences, I give you candies. If you do this, I give you consequences, you get a whack. Well, today we don't give this not PC either. So you're going to be in your room for one hour. Go to the corner. You're going to go to the corner. You're going to be in, uh, what's it called? Time out. Time out. Time out. That's the new one. That's it. Time out. You're going to be in time out. So there's consequences. <laughs> okay, better. Quarantine. But Judaism says that already. Judaism says there's no such thing as punishment. Hashem does not punish. This is a very interesting point. Hashem does not punish. It's not an act of Hashem taking vengeance. It's a consequence of what you did. In other words, it's like every time you push a button, something happens. Mm-hmm. If you do a good button, so Hashem gives you Shema says. Mm-hmm. You get rain, you get food for your crops, you get food for your cattle, and mm-hmm. you get become wealthy. Mm-hmm. And you press the right button. You press the wrong button, it says, Haraf Hashem, Hashem gets angry. It's a consequence of what you did. It's, automatic, it's built into nature. 
It's built into nature. So everything is built in. Hashem already built it in. It's not like Hashem saying, okay, now we'll punish this guy. No, it's already built in. Whatever you do has a consequence. It's built into the nature. It's built into the world. It's an automatic reflex. It's like playing the piano. You press this key, you get this noise. You press this key, you get a different noise. It's the same thing how our world is run. Hashem structured the world. You do something good, you get this. You get this. You do something bad, you get this. It's cause and effect. Just like eating harmful food causes sickness, and swallowing poison causes death. It's part of creation. It's not like Hashem says, I'm going to, okay, you drank poison, I'm going to punish you now. No, it's automatic. You don't need a special court to sit in heavens above to say, is he going to die or not going to die? The same thing applies to doing good and doing bad. When a person does good, it's automatic. It's push the right button. Doing bad, it's automatic. So a person causes destruction in the worlds above must be either, must be removed. He has to be removed either through punishment or through teshuva. Now this is the magic. The magic part of it is teshuva. Teshuva has an effect equivalent to destruction. Wow. By doing teshuva you can avoid destruction because what teshuva makes us into a new person. Hashem, I'm not the person who did this. It wasn't me. Why? I'm now clean. Someone else. It was someone else. I wasn't in that state. I'm in a different state now. So our prayers are very, very important to keep the worlds together, knit together. Because our prayers are the food, energy that keeps the body and the soul of the worlds above connected. Hard to imagine, right? You pray, you're keeping the worlds connected. At least your worlds. Your worlds are connected by prayer. Why? Because when you pray, Hashem is connected to you. When you don't pray, Hashem is not connected to you. Very simple. So your world is connected by tefillah. Why? I'm keeping my, myself alive by, by, by building my soul and my body together. How? Spiritually. How, what is the spiritual food for a person? Tefillah. Tefillah is spiritual food. Just like you eat your food, it's very simple. How many times a person should eat a day? Three meals a day. How many times do you pray a day? Three meals a day. Don't call it tefillah, call it a meal. Spiritual meal. I'm going for my spiritual food. So how does it Amazing, amazing. Think about it, it's amazing. Why, just like a person says, I can't, it's time to eat, Rabbi, it's my, my lunchtime. How am I going to pray? <laughs> this is your spiritual lunchtime. It's your, it's your spiritual lunchtime. So, like, how, when we say sometimes that the men have to pray more than the, the, uh, the women, so aren't the women no, missing out? No, not true. Women have to pray as well, because they have to pray once a day minimum. Okay. Men have to pray three times a day. Why? Because women are busy doing other mitzvot. Oh. But again, if a woman wants to pray more, and she has time, she should pray more. Okay. Everyone needs to pray. We all need to pray. So prayer is food for the soul. Mitzvot are food for the soul. Mitzvot are keeping the, the, the spiritual body and the spiritual soul together. Why? The, fe- the prayer feeds the bonds between God, not just for us, and creation, all of creation. The filah feeds the bonds between God and creation, all of and same thing a person also when a person learns Torah. A person does mitzvot. Right, it's amazing, right? So that should be also one's kavanah. When a person prays, they should pray also Hashem to, to increase his connection to the world. Why? Because every time you do something bad, Hashem just, I'm going to walk away. It's like, if you don't treat me right, I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. So the same thing Hashem says, you don't treat me right, I'll walk away. But every time you do a mitzvah, he walks in. So please, a person should be part of the prayers is come closer, Hashem, come closer, Hashem, come closer, Hashem. So what happens if you're not praying in Hebrew? You're praying. It doesn't make a difference. Language. Hashem knows all the languages. Hashem understands every single language. So you pray in a community, not by yourself, but in a community where everybody's around. You can. You can pray in any language, any language you want. 
especially with the community. It's interesting, especially with the community. When you're not with the community, it's more debatable. Okay. Because then you need angels to transfer the prayers. But oh. when you're with the community, and Hashem is there, Hashem understands everything. Oh, wow. So prayer to God in the proper time is essential food for the worlds above and for one soul. Okay. So today we know the sacrifices. We don't have sacrifices. What's instead of sacrifices? Tefillah. Prayer is instead of sacrifices. And we're not allowed to eat before we pray. Why? Because the prayer is the physical, the spiritual food. First you have a spiritual food, and then you have your physical food. Most people today think the opposite. First you have physical food, then you have spiritual No. First there comes the spiritual food, and then comes the physical food. Same thing applies to mitzvot. You're not allowed to eat a meal before you do bitikat hamet. Before you check for the hamet, you can't eat a meal. Why? First keep the world going, keep your soul going, and then worry about the physical. Don't worry about your body. First, the soul is important. Because if your soul is not healthy, your body's not going to be healthy. Well, keep the soul healthy. It's very important. Keep the soul healthy. Suppose it says, how do I keep my soul? What's the sign of a healthy soul? And the answer is, when you're healthy, you're sign- you're, it's a sign for the healthy soul. So there's a book, actually, which I have. I just got it from Israel. Nice. It's called Shir Koma. Shir Koma deals with which mitzvot had to do with which part of the body. Really? amazing. Nice. Because, is it uh, in Hebrew? Or in it's all Hebrew. Pure Hebrew. <laughs> it's a man of the Rishon. Nice. So it's going back in time. But it's uh, it's interesting because out of the blue he brings you, like say, something wrong with your stomach. So right. there's a psukim to say, which are mitzvot, and it's all right to do with stomachs. Mm. Wow. Isn't it the same book for the anatomy of the body? No. It's connected. connected. Which mitzvah is connected to the anatomy of this? Cool. It's a mitzvah and the connection to the anatomy. It's a beautiful book, so I just got it. And, uh, so we'll have a class. It's working on me, Baruch Hashem. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you read the Pasuk about uh, whatever problem you have. It's amazing. So it's amazing how there's a connection between the mitzvot and your body. So wow. It's what you do. So it's, it's good. It, it has alphabetical order. Each limb, what's wrong, and then it tells you what to do, what, what Pasukim to say. It's basically oh, wow. Pasukim to say. Uh. So can you imagine, so every time we say a tefillah, we say a bracha, we, we infuse the world with spirituality. Mm-hmm. We're creating the bond, we're strengthening the bond between God and the universe, and that's a powerful. Mm-hmm. So we know that the, the Shumana Esrei, the, the prayer book, was written by the Anshir Knesset, the leaders of the Great Assembly, uh, 500 BCE, 500 BCE, can you imagine, before the, 2,500 years ago, or 2,600 years ago, 120 great rabbis. They had the prophetic insight to formulate every single world to fix the worlds above. Wow. These prayers fix the worlds above. Wow. So that's why we say Shabbat right? Now we have a very interesting concept, the idea that Hashem desires the prayers of a tzaddik. Very strange. Okay. How do you know you're a tzaddik? Is there a way to tell? Well, you try your best, but how do you know? In God's eyes, what am I? And the answer is, if you have needs which are unfulfilled, mm. Hashem wants to hear from you. Yes. It's wild. Most people think, you know, Sadiq doesn't have any needs because Hashem loves the Sadiq and therefore he doesn't have needs. It's the other way around. Yeah. Hashem doesn't care if you, if you, if you don't care, talk to God. He doesn't care unless you're a Sadiq. I want to hear from you. Yeah. I want to hear because your prayers are going to sustain the world. So Hashem gives us needs. In fact, it's good to look for needs because then you'll pray harder. I need this, Hashem, I need this so badly. I need it. Please, Hashem, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It says Yitzhak and Rivka prayed for 20 years to have a child. 20 years they prayed. Why? Hashem could have given them a child straight away. Right. He didn't want to give them straight away. He wanted their prayers. Mm-hmm. 20 years of prayers. Wow. wow. 
This is a Gemara in Yibamot. Gemara says in the Samach Dalit Amunbet, Hashem yearns for the prayers of the righteous. And the Midrash says, How come all the mothers were barren except for Sarah? Leah. Leah is the only one who had children. Why? Her eyes were weak. Why were her eyes weak? Because she was praying not to marry Esau. She already did her share of praying. She came out from the day she's born. She gets the age where she knows she's the oldest and she's going to marry the oldest. She is the oldest and she's going to marry Esau. She starts praying already. I don't marry Hashem, please. I don't marry Esau. I don't marry Esau. I don't marry Esau. I want to marry Yaakov. She's praying all the time. 20 years she prayed. She didn't have to pray for children. She had enough prayers built up. So it was, you had a, a person got to build up their residues of prayers. Once their residues are built up, you paid enough price of prayer, yeah, she'll get it. Okay. So all the matriarchs could not have children, except for her, except for Leah. Hashem longed for their prayers. Hashem delights in the prayers of the righteous. And He stops them from getting what they want until they pray. Why? So they're creating more holiness in the world. And whenever a person needs that holiness, they get it. Hashem loves the prayers of the righteous. Amazing, amazing things. So for this, the rabbis say, prayer is the highest thing in the world. Prayers, brachot, daf, vav. People don't realize that the prayers splits the heavens, opens the gates, and rises on high. The prayers can split through the barriers. And especially today, because the gates of heaven are closed. There's only one gate you can smash through, which is tefillah with with tears. Person wow. cries and prays. Most powerful prayers, they go straight through. Boom. Wow. So when a person cries, don't waste the tears. People don't realize how much tears they waste on rubbish. rubbish. Yeah. Don't waste the tears. Especially women. Women cry. Easy cry. Don't waste your tears. When you're crying, pray for something. Don't waste the tears on just crying for something. Worth, worthless. So a person's going to cry and pray. And pray. Don't use, don't waste that prayer. Don't waste the tears. Very important. When you, as soon as you feel yourself tearing, pray for something. Gates of prayer are never closed. So just like a soldier sets aside their personal needs and concerns and willingly gives his life for the honor of the king and country, so should a Jew forget their private troubles and concentrate on their praying. Look at this. This is a real true prayer. Hashem, increase your energy in the world. How do you pray for this? Hashem should increase His energy in this world, drawing down blessings and divine light to the world, removing, we say, well, actually it's part of our prayers, this is the 19th blessing, to remove darkness from the world, remove all the evil from the world. Mm-hmm. So by removing darkness, automatically increase the delight. The more light, the less darkness, and vice versa, the less darkness, the more light. So it's very important to have that prayer and to make it part of your needs. My need is to destroy my Yetzirah. I'm mm. praying, Hashem, destroy my Yetzirah, because I want to increase your light in my life. So can you imagine, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, one is allowed to insert a petition about their personal needs or suffering in the appropriate blessing of the Shemun Esri. So you're praying for health, you can add your names, you can add the list of names of people who are sick in your life. You're praying for wealth, you can add the list of names you need money for, or what you need money for. However, your needs should not be the main thing. Mm. You put your needs last, right? Well, your needs and God's needs. So a person should put God's needs first. What is right. God's I needs? Mean, Fix the world. Fix God the first, and then yours exactly. last. Exactly. So we have to realize when we're in pain, Hashem is in pain. Mm. What does it mean? Hashem is in pain. Obviously, you don't take it literally. Hashem is not in pain. What does that mean? It means when a child is in pain, their parents are in pain. Mm. 
happened to me once. My, my son broke his arm. It's terrible. He is, uh, we, we just bought a new apartment in Israel and had no telephone. <coughs> had no telephone. Wow. There's no telephone. There are barely taxis. We had no car, no taxis, no nothing. Mm. He breaks his arm in the middle of it. It's like 8 o'clock at night. No phone. We don't phone. No phone. Mm. How am I going to go anywhere? No. I don't know. I didn't know it was broken. Okay, so he's, he, didn't, he didn't cry much. I said, don't run, because he knew it was his fault. Don't run, don't run, don't run, don't run, boom, breaks his arm. Take him to the hospital. And it was, it was murder for me, because they said, we have to break it to reset it. I said, my child, I can't, it's terrible. So he was quite happy, I was not happy. He, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't happy, but he wasn't like me, I was like, oh, wow. He was happy, he's getting attention. He's, yeah. They fixed his arm, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, very nice. They did such a good job. He must have been six. Six years old. Right, right. I mean, this boy was suffering, but he didn't cry. That's amazing. But uh, so I couldn't. It was harder for me than for him. We have to break it to fix it. Crazy! I just broke it. Mm. Yeah. It's so what prayer did you say? Thank God. Thank God. So he came back with a cast, and they wrote on his cast. He was very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's hard for the it's hard for the parent. So same thing. When Hashem sees us in pain. For his children. Mm. Imagine, we think, yeah, I'm in pain. We don't think Hashem is worried about us. Mm-hmm. The pain Hashem has, because he's sharing our pain. I talked about yesterday, we talked about why Hashem was in a, remember the thorn bush? Yeah. Hashem appears to Moshe from a thorn bush. Why is Hashem in a thorn bush? I'm also in pain. When you're in pain, when the Jews are in pain, Hashem says, I also share your pain. I share your pain. I'm your parent. So we can we can appeal to Hashem, take away our pain, Hashem. I'm in pain, but you're in pain as well. So take away my pain, you won't be in pain. <laughs> Stop the pain. But trouble is, we cause the pain. But if we do teshuva, we can ameliorate the pain. But he wants to hear all those prayers. That's right, exactly. The prayers and the teshuva. So when praying for relief of suffering, a person should focus on the suffering of the Shekhinah of God. There was a special prayer to keep at midnight. It's called Tikkun Hatzot, where you... Today, Nissan is much easier. It's half. What you don't say, you don't sit on the floor. But there's a part where you pray, crying for the destruction of the temple. Because Hashem's in pain. The temple is destroyed. The connection between man and God is, is severed. Severed, in a sense. So we pray. We, we pray. If you pray for God's pain, all your pains will be taken. Really? So what do we do on Nissan then? So it's half. The other half, the. the Sitting on the floor, there's no sitting on the floor, right. you just sit on a chair and you say the Psalms. Oh, the Psalms, okay. special Any Psalms. Particular psalm? Yeah, I can show it to you. Okay, that's the idea. Okay, so let's just recap. What are we talking about? We said, just like the body and the soul are connected and person's healthy by eating, so too the body, which is the, soul, the, the world, this physical world, is connected to God through eating what? Our mitzvot, the food that we feed, the, the connection. The mitzvot, the tefillah, the teshuvah, the, all the mitzvot we do. Those things connect Hashem to the spiritual world. And that keeps the, the physical world uh, connected. And that keeps the physical world alive. Without that connection, the world would die. The, 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 the world would be destroyed. So you need at least one person, keep, imagine, one person at least in the world, 24-7, keeping the world alive. So you find there are some people who want to learn Torah and Dafka when, no one, when everyone's sleeping because they want the merit of keeping people alive. <laughs> wow. 
So can you imagine everyone else is sleeping, this guy's learning to write. He's keeping the world alive in that minute. But the only thing is, there's, there's Jews around the world, so everywhere you go, there's a Jew somewhere learning Torah. Okay, amazing, it's an amazing concept. It's an amazing concept. So now he gives an analogy. In a drunken spree, a young man stumbles and breaks their neck. Unconscious, he doesn't know what's going on. He's unconscious. But his father is there, and he watches his son, and he's crying. His father's crying. He sees his son in pain, and he sees his son unconscious. He's terrible father's terrible, they call the ambulance, he goes to the ambulance with the son, son's unconscious and then the surgeon puts him in a hard cast fixes the thing and the son wakes up and he starts crying and he's crying, and the father's even more so who has more pain, the father or the son and the answer is the father, so he says the same thing Hashem has more pain than we have pain terrible so when a person sins, they commit a transaction in the, in the world above we don't see, we're like a drunkard, we don't see the, the damage in the world above we're all like drunk. What do you mean? We're in our dream. We don't see pain. We don't see the, the spiritual suffering. We see the physical. Nothing's happening down here. I did a sin. Nothing happened to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. I didn't see the world didn't change. But I don't see the damage in the world above. Sometimes like I'm drunk. Hashem sees the damage and Hashem is crying. Wow. We don't see it. So if we could see it, we wouldn't do it, obviously. Well, when you read it and you study it, then that's, you know that. That's, that's the anyway. Even when you read it and you study it, you've got to keep it in the back of your mind. That's the hard part. People forget. We, we forget. We read it one day and the next day we forget. Well, that's why we have these classes all the time. Right. So a person's got to learn Musara continuously. So when a person commits a sin, we're like drunk. We don't know what's going on in the world above. We don't know what's happening to our own soul. If we could see what damage we do to our soul, we wouldn't do it, for sure. It's like jumping off a cliff. Would you jump off the cliff? So say spiritually, imagine, spirit, that's why the rabbis made fences around the Torah. Because they compared the, breaking the Torah to jumping off a cliff. So just like the, the, the government puts uh, on the road, where they put the fences on the road. What are they called? Well, they're trying. Barriers. They put barriers on the highway. Yeah. Why do they put barriers on the highway? So, so the car won't go off the cliff. Right. All the cars won't bang into each other. Yeah. Same thing, the rabbis put barriers on the highway of life. Mm. So we don't fall off. But with all the barriers, once you break a barrier, it's very easy to fall. You break the rabbinical law, it's very easy to break the Torah law. Mm. So first, we've got, to, we've got to understand the power of mitzvot is terrific. And a person gets tremendous, we don't realize, the reward. The reward a person gets for doing mitzvot, just like we're doing now. We're getting tremendous reward because maybe, who knows, maybe there's not enough people learning Torah right now in the world. Right. We're keeping the world alive. Suppose it gets tremendous reward, and we'll only know in the next world how much reward we get. So what does a facilitator get? Facilitator gets the most, of course. Number two is, when a person sins, also, we don't see what's going on. We can't see. We can't see what happens to our own souls. We can't see what happens to the worlds above. We don't know what's going on. Mm. And therefore, a person can do teshuva every day. Teshuva every day, just in case. Mm. It says, uh, Job, Eob. The book of Job is very strange. Job, it says he used to pray for his children. His children would go and party, and he was bringing sacrifices to God. Yeah. Just in case they sinned. I don't know if that helped. You know, I don't know if that helps. But look at his, his, his thinking was, I want to be clean. I want my children to be clean all the time. Do tshuva all the time, all the time. Just in case. Bowie? Yes. You said before, uh, we, we pushed the, the right button. Yes. Yes. Like, what happened in this case because he don't do nothing for 
how the situation they have, you know what I mean? For Job? Yeah. Well, Job had a big test. Which but was? it says, if you look at the end of the book, mm-hmm. he got everything back. Mm-hmm. His children came back, wow. his money came back, everything came back. Nice. So it was a test, it was a temporary test, it was a hard test. Yeah. But it wasn't a normal event. A normal event, you push the button, everything happens. But here was a test. So the test breaks the normal event. But otherwise, things would happen normally. Yeah, but you're not guaranteed for... An, uh, uh, yeah, uh, they pass uh, the test. Yeah. But a test and happens only to very, very great people. Abraham Vini was 10 tests. Wow. But he passed the test. Why, why does a person need to be tested? Number one is, without the test, like in school. Okay. If you don't have the test, you don't study. So a person who gets the test, he grows spiritually, he grows. Wow. Kept. really kept his emuna through this test, that test. Listen, we've all been tested. Every Jew today has been tested. Why? Because we know there was a Holocaust, and we're still here. Right. Jews after the Holocaust had a test. Mm-hmm. Should, I, should I still believe in God after everything that happened, or should I not believe in God? Mm-hmm. The fact is we kept our belief. That's a test. We passed that test already. Right. And we created a state of Israel. Bezrat Hashem. But again, we have to create it with the intention to do good, to, right. to make it a holy place. Mm-hmm. So that's still going on. That fight is, that battle is still going on. Is it going to be a nation of priests and a holy nation, or is it not going to be a holy place? We have to make sure it's going to be a holy... The next part of the prophecy is going to come true. So, let's see. Chana. Who is Hannah? Hannah was the mother of Shmuel Hanavi, Samuel the prophet. She was the wife of Elkanah. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Prina. Prina had ten children. Hannah didn't have a single child. And Hannah is feeling really down. Hannah is feeling really depressed. And what happens? It says she was feeling bitter. And she prayed. Al Hashem. It doesn't say. Normally in Hebrew, it's El Hashem. She prayed to Hashem. It doesn't say she prayed to Hashem. She prayed for Hashem. Wow. wow. Look, think of this. Look at this. This is what he says. Look what he says. She prayed for Hashem. Even though she was feeling bitter about being childless, she brushed off her personal tragedy and didn't pray for, her, for herself. She prayed for Hashem. She prayed for relief to Hashem from all the anguish her pain is causing the world's above. <laughs> Brilliant. We, we don't really realize what my pain is causing pain in the world above just like my parent is, is in pain because I'm in pain mm-hmm. so Hashem relieve your pain and this is why I won't have pain how, how will Hashem relieve his pain by not giving me pain mm. but I'm praying for you Hashem not praying for me wow this is wild so when a person says the Shemona says one should not concentrate on their own personal pleas we should direct our attention towards Connecting Hashem to this world. Please, Hashem, connect yourself to us. Connect yourself to us. Give us wisdom so we can connect ourselves to us. Give us tissue so we can connect ourselves to us. Give us health so we can connect ourselves to us. Give us uh, blessings so we can connect ourselves to us. You can connect us, uh, you to, to us, to us. Hashem should connect us through these vehicles. You're using the, you're using the pronoun us and yeah. we. Yes, because the prayers are in the plural. Mm-hmm. All our prayers are in the plural to connect us to Klal Yisrael, to Hashem. Mm-hmm. Hashem should give us blessing to connect us to Hashem. Unfortunately, what happens is a person gets blessing and they forget about God. Mm. And it should be the other way around. The blessing should come and a person should recognize where the blessing came from. And that's why Modim Anachnulach is such an important prayer. Thank you, Hashem. We say in the Shmonesrei, vow. There's two places the Shmonesrei should have concentration. One is the first paragraph and the one is Modim Anachnulach. 
thank you, Hashem, for what you gave us. Because what's the use of getting everything and not saying thank you? We're connecting ourselves to Hashem through the thank you. So a person needs to know to say thank you. And that, that thank you, that prayer is the food that feeds the connection between God and the worlds. And it's also the food that feeds the connection between our soul and our body. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.